Okay, so back again, and we are still in Acts. Uh, we're reading chapters, I believe, 8 through 14. And so we've been kind of all over the place. I think last we were talking was uh, somewhere in, you know, Acts, Acts 9, somewhere the end of Acts 9, perhaps, maybe beginning of Acts 10. But uh, regardless, uh, let's just open it up and see what stood out to you guys. Uh, it's been a little while since we've been back chatting together. So uh, what's what stand out to you in these in the section of Scripture here? Yeah, something that stood out was actually, can't remember the verse about uh, evangelists, prophets. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, Ephesians, yeah. Ephesians. 4.11. Yep. Evangelism I was focusing on because I, I again, I, I think I was, I the last thing I remember talking about, I think that goes back a few weeks now because I haven't been here, was Philip. And, and I know he's he's in chapter eight, and he's in a, a, a further chapter a little bit, and then he drops out. But Philip was, uh, I think, one of the you know, first evangelists. So you know, going along with the term, and as you yeah. said, you know, it's you know, Paul. I don't know who said that. Was it Paul that was writing yeah, that Paul, about yeah. you? You know, one of these uh, in evangelism, and I'm reading about a lifestyle evangelism, and what does an evangelist do? I don't know what it means to you guys. I don't know if you guys, uh, you know, you heard a sermon or you know, examined that there, but. Um, you know, evangelism, are we, um, and again, I'm looking at Philip, and specifically the end of eight, and I know we're going on here, but uh, where he um, runs up to that eunuch there, and, and, and um, if somebody is following along with us, it, it's, uh, it's chapter eight, and it uh, begins in verse 26, and then it goes right, just about right to the end of that, say, say 26 to 39, somewhere thereabouts, and and, and he goes up and, and he's evangelizing there. He's he's ready at the moment, and that's what God does for us. And I and I was reading something last night about this. And you know, are we ready to? You know, it doesn't mean that we have to you know jump in on everybody all the time. But are we ready to evangelize like Philip was right there? He saw an opportunity. Uh, are we sensitive to God's leading us to to mm. to, to evangelism? Mm. And I, and again, I I know that I'm not all the time, and I'm trying to. And I you know I listen to verses like you know, was in Judah's sermon yesterday, and I say, okay, you know, I I could. I could be an evangelist all the time. I don't have to, you know, go around preaching. I've got, I've got a job to do. I'm, 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 I've you know, got my wife and a family and a grandchild now. But am I sensitive to God's leading me when he tells me? Or am I, should I be proactive? Are we proactive in doing this? I know you are a lot, Johnny, in your work. You've told told us about that there. And, and also, the one thing that the eunuch asked him to explain this is that you know, are, are we explicit enough about Jesus Christ? Are we specific when we're talking about him? Those are some of the things I get about evangelism. So I wanted to start out with that because yeah. it, it, the sermon struck me because I know that verse, mm -hmm. but I hadn't read it in a while. And then it came back to me. And, you know, I had studied about the gifts. I think somewhere it says about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's Corinthians, yeah. Is that where it is? And then that verse about prophets and evangelists and teachers or preachers. I'm thinking evangelism. We're, we're all evangel evangelists. We, we all should be doing that. You know, not just people will table, argue that. Everywhere. People will argue, though, because yeah. I've had this conversation a lot. Go ahead. So whenever Jesus is speaking in the Bible, all of our ears and eyes should perk up because it's the Messiah, your salvation speaking. It's God's son and also god it's the father's son right now paul says this you should live quiet simple lives but paul also says always be ready to give an answer for the hope that lies within so a lot of people who shy away from evangelism in the great commission will revert back to those types of verses that we're to live quiet lives 
and that the Holy Spirit will do the work. And, and it's true, he really will do the work. But what an evangelist does is two things. You take serious the Great Commission. I've seen Judah break down words in sermons before. Co-mission. A mission where we are all taking part in the activity like a team sport. Yeah. Right. With Jesus is the captain, the Holy Spirit is the manager, and God is the owner. You know what I mean? Like Think of it like a football team or a baseball team, right? That's what's going on, and you have a role to play on the field. And let's say you're a lineman. Let's say you're the center. Your, your job is to hike the ball, to get it to the person doing the, uh, like, say, the field goal or to the quarterback, and you're also providing, like, a defensive shield so that your team can try to score a field goal or a touchdown, right? You, ha you have to think along those lines. Maybe someone is a tight end or a tackle. Maybe somebody is a linebacker. Maybe somebody's the, the quarterback or a receiver. You all have a part to play in the great co-mission. And that's so foundational. For me personally, when I look at a person, I don't care if they're wearing like a Marilyn Manson t-shirt with an upside down cross and it says 666 tattooed on their forehead. When I look at that person, the Holy Spirit always convicts me that Jesus knitted them together in their mother's womb. He has the express purpose of lavishing them with love in the paradise for all of eternity and to freely have that person freely give their love back to God and lavish him with all the same worship and praise in spirit and in truth. So I don't care what they look like with my physical eyes, the Holy Spirit and God has put a burden on my heart that when I see them, that's somebody that Jesus loves so much he died on the cross for them, potentially. That's the first thing I'd say about evangelism is, are we taking the Great Commission seriously? And are you looking at people with a Christ-centered view of them? That sounds like every person is called to evangelize. To, to Not really, though, because some people, like for me, that is the cross that I carry. For you, it may be to be a pastor, which I really believe that, Lenny, that you're, you have a pastor's heart and no one, it's so few and far between. And some people are teachers, right? And other people are apostles and so on and so forth, right? So when I look at certain brothers or sisters in Christ, I see the gifts that the, that the Lord has blessed them. They might not see them, like Judah was saying in his sermon, but I'll end with this, and this is super important. This is actually in Acts 13. This is where it starts, right? A lot of the time people focus only on the Father or they only focus on Jesus or they get super zealous about the Holy Spirit based upon maybe their denomination or what, what's happening in their life. What verse are you on, Jenny? This is chapter 13. I'm going to start in verse 2, and I'm, then I'm going to jump down to verse 4. And while they were serving the, lo the Lord and fasting, make a note of that, and fasting, the Holy Spirit said or spoke, Set apart now for me Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them to. The Holy Spirit is in full authority, the same authority as God the Father or Jesus. He has work for you to do. He has a position for you to play on that football team. He has, he has a specific role for you, and he's calling you to go and do it. We're going to jump down to verse 4, right? Chapter 13, verse 4. Therefore, sent out by the Holy Spirit. So this is, what, this is what I'm trying to get you guys to focus on. If you incline your ear to the voice of God, be it you reading his scriptures, which is where he's already spoken to you, succinctly, in 66 books with thousands of chapters, right? Are you listening to the prompt of your heart or perhaps the audible voice of God or perhaps your fellowship or your congregation? He will speak to you, maybe in a gospel song. He speaks to us how we listen. Maybe it's signs, maybe it's dreams. And then are you actually doing what he's telling you? It's really that simple. That's all evangelism is, is just listening and obeying what God told you to go and do. I've focused so hard before on like the pastoring part that I've actually like ignored uh, even 
an invitation to someone. Because you didn't want to be too much, right? Right. And so because of that, I didn't evangelize. So I wasn't fanning that flame, how Judah was preaching about. You got to kind of fan the flame, keep that amber lit. And if the flame is out, there's still a small amber that you can, takes a little bit of wind, concentrated, you know, air, and it will light again. And I got to a point a couple years ago where it was, the Holy Spirit was so loud that I like, they were doing some work at my, at my house and two guys, I was already talking to them, told them, you know, what I was doing. And they asked about me. It was really nice conversation, but I left without inviting them. So I drove off. They see me like reverse. I get out the car. I'm like, Hey guys, I would honestly be doing a, a, a disservice to you without like inviting you to church. And then the same guys end up doing more work again in the future. And they remembered me. And they were really excited and like thankful that they were able to cross paths again. So there was like a good lasting impact that I had left, even though they didn't come to church. They didn't, you know, I invited them. You know, some people have that gift to invite to church and they don't, you know, they, they come like kind of like you, Mike, you can invite somebody, you get a whole row. For me, I, it's, it's tough. But I guess the whole point is what I'm trying to get at is, are you following the prompt of the Holy Spirit? He could even be stretching you to do something because it's kind of uncomfortable too. So I think that like a, a real gift can really offspring from that where you're like listening to the Holy Spirit, like the prompting of the Holy Spirit and you're going in that direction. I feel like it's because it's, he's kind of like getting you to like uh, go into our uncharted territory within your heart with God to like fan the flame of what it is that like he's trying to get you to do. So I, I wanted to touch on that. Yeah, well the, the thing of it is, is um, there's, there's certainly a gift of evangelism but there's also us being called to share our faith, right? And, and so it, it all looks like the same. Um, some people are gifted in it and some people aren't, but that doesn't take us off the hook. You know, we're all called to give an answer of what we believe. You know, we're all called to, to share our faith. And, and like I shared how, you know, I'm not particularly... Um, I don't have the gift of where, where I invite people and it works. Yeah. yeah. They, they don't always, they don't always come. Usually they don't come, but that doesn't get me off the hook, right? Like I could be like, well, I don't have that gift. So I don't have to invite anymore. Mike invites people yeah, and they right. come, but I invite people and they don't come. So, you know, I'm just going to stop inviting people. No, <laughs> no. It, it's like, even though that's not my gift, I'm still called to be a steward. Just like say, say the pastoral role is maybe, uh, maybe more uh, of a caring and loving role. Well, just because you don't have the pastoral role doesn't mean that now you have a, the permission to like, to not love people, yeah, to, yeah. To, 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 to be a jerk to everybody yeah, right. and piss them all off because, well, that's not my gift. It's like, it, it, it's like, it's like why, why, why I'm not a fan of, uh, of, of a lot of these personality assessments, you know, um, Myers-Briggs or the Enneagram or, or all of these things. And, and the reason being, I'm a seven though. Yeah, I know. We, we, yeah, we, <laughs> I don't even know. With, with a six wing or whatever. Yeah. See it. <laughs> Or, or I, you know, I'm an ENFP or whatever the, you know, things is. The, the thing of it is, 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 um, uh, and, and I, I mean, not that it's not helpful to some extent, but a lot of times what it allows is it allows us to excuse our poor behavior. And it says, well, because I'm this. Because I'm a Scorpio or right, whatever. Don't, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't expect me to do that. Don't expect me to be empathetic. Oh, this is why I'm always late because I'm a XYZ. It's like, well, you know what? That doesn't get you off the hook. You still live in society, and us as followers of Christ, um, maybe you have the uh, the gift of evangelism, but we're also called to still do that in love. Or maybe you have a pastoral gift, but 
you know, we're still, and that's that's the focus, but we're still called to, hey, share our faith when we get the opportunity. It's all about being led by the Spirit. It's it's not about being in bondage to a gift or saying, well, I got this gift, so this right. is only what I can do. I mean, right. like I said, it's like we can learn to function in all these things, but the commission, the great commission, and I like how you said it, Johnny, because it's not the great mission. He could have said it's the great mission, right? Here's your mission, but it's the commission, implying that we're collaborative on this. We're all working in it together. And well, you start, the conversation started by Dave saying, like, you know, what, what is an evangelist? And evangelist is someone who's willing to speak on behalf of something. Hopefully, something that they've experienced, right? It's like somebody who's who's uh, in multi-level marketing, for example, right? I mean. Like they, they say with, with Amway, like one of their things is um, work Amway into every conversation. Like that's like one of their things. And it's like, well, you know, oh, we're talking about, it's, oh, yeah, you know what? I got up this morning. I was brushing my teeth. Yeah, I was brushing my teeth with Amway toothpaste yeah, or whatever, whatever it is. Like you're trying to work it into the conversation. But us, like, are we intentional like that? You know, some of us are, are you gifted. shrewd. Yeah. yeah. It's like, are we being aware? Somebody's and maybe it's not like not like the, you know, pounding somebody over the head. I was just at a, at a wedding and uh, somebody was saying, you know, like this friend of the family, how they, uh, they were the, the born again, Christian kind of, you know, person in their life and how for many years they were kind of like shoving it down people's Bible, throats, Bible yeah. but, but they've kind of like, you know, toned back. And um, thing of it is we're not called necessarily to shove it down people's throats, but if somebody's coming up to you and they're broken and hurting and we don't pray for them, that's a missed opportunity. Bingo. We've failed. You and know. that's what you were alluding to, Johnny, is that you don't look at what they have tattooed or the shirt, the what they their, their appearance. Yeah. Oh, you've already made up your mind. You got six 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 tattoo right. in your head. You're you're right. you're a lost or, cause. For example, the Enneagram being satanic. And you're talking about Enneagrams and you're you know no, but no, but and we digress. I, I think I think in the end, I mean this is for me, my my opinion. I think in the end is that if we each of us individually, anybody uh, listens to their heart, listens to God, they know God, and they obey God wholeheartedly. We obey God. As we've seen throughout history of the Bible, God will find a use for us. Yeah. He, he will direct us, the Holy Spirit, but yeah. let's use, I'm just using God. God is the Holy Spirit. God is the Holy Spirit. Amen. God will find a use for us. So it may not be, and this encompasses what each of you is saying about evangelism, it may not be that evangelical uh, bent right away, but he will find a use for everybody. We, we have the proof of it just in the Bible. But and in our we, own lives. I was going to say that, Johnny. You've taken words right out of my mouth. You're exactly right. If we don't read the Bible, if someone's not reading the Bible, look in your life and see how people have changed. You can pick, everybody can pick someone out. God will find a use for you, a good use for you, a good thing to do if you've listened to him, if you get to know him, and if you obey him. That's my opinion on yeah, this. Yeah, and this is the last thing I'll say about evangelism, but I am going to go back into the book of Acts here, going straight back to the Bible study in the scriptures, is two things, right? People are always looking for God in their life, a sign, they're praying, an answered prayer, Lord, when are you going to give me the answer? Should I buy this car? Should I date this person? Should I pick this college? Whatever it is, right? But the fact of the matter is, is like the breakthroughs that you're looking for are in the spiritual work that you're avoiding. That's where the miracle is found. The miracle you're waiting for is in the work of the kingdom that you've been avoiding. Let that sink in for a minute. 
In Acts chapter 14 now, and this, this goes back to the evangelism thing. I'm going to set the stage. Holy Spirit sets uh, Barnabas and, and Saul to be set apart and to go do this work. In chapter 14, the Gentiles in the high priests of the order of Zeus and Hermes see these miracles and signs and wonders in this preaching of this gospel, and they rush out to bring bowls and flower wreaths and idols and statues and, and go down to worship because they someone shouted, Zeus and Hermes are among us <laughs> because of the signs and wonders that the Holy Spirit has brought forth right. to provide evidence to the Gentiles that these men are of God, right? And they rush out to stop this high priest of Zeus saying, no, 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 this, we're here to tell you stop doing this stuff and give the honor and the glory to the one true God, the living God. So Acts chapter 14, verse 18, and this goes back to the evangelism. And although they said these things, only with difficulty did they dissuade the crowds from offering sacrifices to them. But the Jews arrived from Antioch and Iconium and when they had won over the crowds and stoned Paul, they dragged him outside of the city, thinking he was dead. But after the disciples surrounded Paul, he got up and went into the city. And on the next day, he departed with Barnabas for Derby. right? So think of this. In your acts of evangelism and pastoring and teaching, you're going to have difficult times. It's difficult to get on, on the field and play a ball. You might even be almost stoned to death, or in the case of Stephen, stoned to death. But it's okay because you're doing the work of the kingdom and on the other side is your, your salvation, your redemption. If you go down to verse 26, right? Acts 14, 26. And from there, they sailed away to Antioch where they had been commanded uh, to the grace of God for the work that they had completed. So they have just completed their work in these Gentile cities and areas, which was to basically be stoned and thrown out of the city for preaching the good news and for doing miracles ultimately. Verse 27, and when they arrived and called the church together, they reported all that God had done. So they give the glory to God, not to themselves, like the people were trying to attribute the miracles to them as gods, right? So they're totally decreasing so, the, so that God could be recognized, right? That God had done with them and that he had opened the door of faith for the Gentiles. So evangelism, all it is is this. You talk to a person, you share your faith, your testimony, whatever the Holy Spirit puts on your heart, and you look at somebody with those eyes like God loves them. Then you open a door and you show the person, if you walk through this door, your life will change and it'll never again be the same. And it'll, it'll be for the better, but it'll be difficult. That's what evangelist, an evangelist does. You, you show somebody a door that they didn't know was there, an invisible door, and you say, if you walk through that door, I can promise you, your life will change. And in the end, if you keep walking in that direction, you will see God. You will see heaven. That's all we do, period. And just like my life changed when I started using my Amway toothbrush. <laughs> I heard those are really good. Where, where can I get one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me sign you up right now. <laughs> Amway website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Note to self, evangelism is not Amway. Yeah. <laughs> We want his way, not Amway. We get sued now by Amway? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's not, is it? <laughs> yeah. I got a feeling they're one of those companies, like, as long as you're mentioning us, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> right. Bad yeah. press is better than no press. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great question. You did bring up the gifts, though, right? Uh, you were talking about yeah. evangelism. Well, Philip's daughters, they also had the gift. They were prophetesses, right? right. It talks about yeah. that all four of them were prophets. Like, they were prophesying, right? So 
if you go into those passages that we referenced earlier, like Corinthians and the spiritual offices in Ephesians 4. You mean women can be used by God too? Amen, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, women are powerful players in God's, uh, God's army, right? So, but, sure. but that being said, right, like this is a revelation I've had in my other church. I have, I have a Discord server church that I'm a part of with people from all around the world, and we've really been going over these verses, so it's so funny. I come into church Sunday, and I sit down with the family, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> but what we were coming to um, agreement on is that each person— um, in the kingdom is like a puzzle piece. Right. And you may have little cutouts of something maybe you're missing in your puzzle piece, but you also may have those little lobes, that ex those extensions mm -hmm. that snap into other people. And maybe those are some of your gifts. Right. And we'll argue with people because, you know, you're reading the word and the Holy Spirit, the Logos became the Rhema, it comes alive, it jumps off the page, and you're like, I know that God spoke to me now because I read the Bible a lot and it's not always like this. Mm -hmm. He's giving me this divine revelation and you hold fast to that doctrine. I'm so sure of this. And someone's like, but I'm so sure of these passages. And you're like, but I'm so sure of these passages. And you get into an argument with your brother over lesser right. matters, right. secondary tertiary uh, elements of, of scripture, not the primary gospel. But God doesn't want us to bicker over what we think doctrine is. He wants the puzzle pieces to be fully assembled, to be akad is the Hebrew word, to be united like the co-mission. Then you get the full scope, the full image together. And that's why, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. We're here to all snap into each other. Yep. And, and the Bible says to edify the church, to edify the body of believers with Christ at the head, that we're all in submission, in the co-mission of what God is prompting you to do via the Holy Spirit, the living God that lives within you. Hmm. If you'll just stop bickering and start working in harmony the way God wants. Yep. But if you don't swallow your pride, if you don't really walk humbly with your God, you'll never get to experience that moment of all the puzzle pieces snapping in together and seeing the full picture. Yeah, well, I, I think to, to, to further, you know, um, state your point, God is more interested in our unity and our ability to carry out the Great Commission than he is about our doctrinal accuracy and all these intricate, you know, sides of, of, of doctrine that, that sometimes we, we take... Uh, letters that Paul wrote to a specific church in a specific time, going through specific circumstances, we extrapolate these doctrines, and then we fight tooth and nail over them, and it's like, you're missing the whole point. You're missing 1 Corinthians 13, which is about love. The gifts are to be used together in love. And to literally, for the building up of the body, and it's, right. it's for the health, so it's like, you have all these players looking at a playbook, yeah. And it's like the ones who are the playbook nerds are arguing over the play. Right. No, it's the quarterback who makes the who makes the whole play function. No, it's the receiver who catches it. Someone's like, no, it's actually me that he he pump fakes to. And if it wasn't for the pump fake, then you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to get it in the end zone. Right. And everyone's bickering. Meanwhile, there's actually people in the field playing ball already right. while you're sitting on the bench arguing over the playbook. Right. And it's like, don't you see what's going on here? So busy playing fantasy football yeah. that we're not getting on the field. We're all just arguing about what could have and what should have and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, it's like, get out there, get the work done. Do, do you know, if, if we spent more time actually using our gift and like you say, you know, bickering about these things, I mean, it's just, it's, it's sad. And, and it's a travesty that people and churches and denominations use the Holy Spirit divisively. Galatians 5 says that's actually a deed of the flesh is division and factions. Yep, absolutely. And so, so if you are abiding in Jesus and the Holy Spirit is in you, it's the opposite is you have unity. Absolutely. And we see that that's a theme all throughout the Bible is that, you know, it says in the Psalms, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. Mm -hmm. And it's all about unity. And uh, uh, that's, that's the 
thing that we see that these gifts and all these things that we're supposed to serve each other in unity. And you see that reflected in the early church. You do see that crumble a time or two as we see it in our own lives as well. But that was by and large what gave them strength. Why, why was the Tower of Babel um, confused? You know, I was just reading that uh, yesterday about the Tower of Babel, right? And so they're, they're erecting this city and they're erecting this, you know, tower to, so they can be, you know, unstoppable. And God comes in and confuses the language. Why? Because he says if, if they are unified in language, there's nothing that will stop them. Mm-hmm. And so he confused them mm-hmm. to, to slow them down because for in their case, they were going to take that to a, a very negative extreme. And like negative where we are end. now? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Which if you think about it now, we, we've basically broken all language barriers, right? There was a language barrier. Now there is no language barrier anymore. I mean, it, it's, it's all broken down. But yeah, I could go point my phone at a sign in a different language and the camera will actually give me the option of translating right. it. Which is like, even like in a photo, you know, so like, you know, never mind just if somebody texted me in some foreign language, like that's all translatable now. And it's, yeah, you know, we, we are in the, we are in the Tower of Babel. Yeah. So anyhow, we're talking about evangelism. We're talking about gifts. We, we've picked on Mike. Mike, tell us what it's like. Tell, <laughs> tell us some stories here. What it's like to, to operate in the gift of evangelism. Um, I mean, the way I see evangelism um, and that gift is kind of what you said before about um, being able to work it into any conversation, which um, a lot of the times that's not even what I do. Um, I I don't necessarily work it into every conversation, but I just, uh, I take the opportunities given to me. Um, I mean, for a lot of my life, um, I, I have people that just come to me telling me, about their problems um, and I don't know it's just always kind of happened I have people coming up to me just telling me about this problem or that problem or this thing that they're having or that thing that they're having and for a lot of my life I always tried kind of just fixing their problems or giving them advice or um, where now I've especially this past year I've, I've just kind of taking a different approach and uh you know one of the first things out of my mouth is uh hey you should come to church and then i kind of you know from there you know start talking about jesus and things that he has done in my life um so i wouldn't say i almost wouldn't say like like i look at johnny and i see he has the gift of evangelism he has the ability to literally work it into any conversation you could be talking about uh a car or, you know, whatever. And, you know, he'd find some way to bring that back to Jesus where, um, where in most of my experiences, that's not even it. Um, you know, I mean, I, I guess I do put, um, you know, every Wednesday and every Sunday, I actually put out on my social media, just something about church. And a lot of the times I have people coming to me saying, um, Hey, what's this, what's this church? Um, you know, and you know, I actually had, had someone the other day from work, um, you know, and he told me this whole story about, uh, you know, a, a bad experience he had at the church that, you know, he was at and he, you know, just sees what I put out there and he knows, you know, some things of my past, which aren't necessarily the best. And, you know, he's looking, saying, you know, oh, wow, you know, Mike is accepted in this church. Maybe I can be too. So, um, so just putting that out there, um, has given, was given, 
you know, has given me the opportunity to speak with this person, you know, about that. And, uh, you know, he actually asked if, uh, you know, he can come with me this upcoming Sunday. Um, you told I, him no, right? Yeah. Uh, and, he's, a, he's a terrible and, uh, sinner? And, 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 and I said, no, no, no you're no, no. too big of a piece of uh, garbage <laughs> to be We don't need lightning hitting the building. Right? <laughs> but yeah, so he, um, you know, you know, he asked if he can come and, uh, you know, I didn't even need to ask him. And I'm like, I'm like, absolutely. You know, every Sunday I bring my mother, you know, you're, you're more than welcome to sit with us. Um, and I've been going on Wednesdays as well. Um, you know, if you ever wanted to go on a Wednesday and, uh, you know, if you can't make it on a Sunday, um, one thing I've noticed, uh, with a lot of people is a lot of people have baseball this time of year. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I'd say, you know, you know, Hey, you know, you should come with me this Sunday and, Oh, my, my, my kid has little league or, you know, this, that, or the other. And then I throw out the Wednesday thing. They're like, Oh, they do Wednesday. Yeah, it's seven o'clock at night. Listen, I'm I'm there too. Yeah. Um. So you know, I I just say yeah, yeah. Come with, sit with. You know, um, a lot of the times I have you know a couple other people there. Um, but um, but a lot of my opportunities in inviting people are are people coming to me saying I you know I'm I'm going through this really stressful time. I'm going through. Um, you know this financial issue or uh i i've been i've had quite a few people with addictions um you know whether it be alcohol or drugs come to me and you know just say i'm having you know you know this problem and like i said i just start off with you know you know well come to church you know and then from there you know i i continue a conversation and then i end the conversation with uh well like i said you know I have this, that, or the other, and uh, people seem to be very receptive. Well, the, the thing of it is, too, is because I mean, I know you said, well, you know, you're not like Johnny or whatever, but like Johnny and I were having a conversation yesterday about the thing you were talking about the was the paint the the painting the, the four people painting a tree or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, Walt Disney yeah. and um, four artists paint one tree. Yeah, so it was like four different artists, and they all had to to paint a tree. And uh, I mean, I didn't see it, but I mean, I'm guessing they all came out different, very different. But it all encapsulates the same image at the end of the day, right? And so so one, one person is painting with, say, watercolors, and one person is doing this. I mean, we could take that to even further extremes. You know, one person is using photography, and one person is, uh, you know, doing sculpture, and one person is doing, you know, uh, painting, and another person is doing, you know, pencil sketching, but you're all getting there. And so, so you know, yeah, Johnny does it different than you, and you do it different than him. But it's, it's the same tree. But yeah. it's the same tree, right? And it's like, and it doesn't matter. And this is how you also know that it's a gift, is that, um, you know, because there's a lot of things out there about like, you know, evangelism training and things like that. And, and not that those things are are not helpful. They're helpful for people like me uh, specifically. But when you're gifted in it, you almost don't even need the training. It's like it. it, 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 it I'm not it, trained at all. Yeah, you know, it exudes from you. It's like it comes naturally. You know, I mean, Johnny and like one of the things that you said before that always kind of stood out to me that uh, a lot of times when you're tattooing people, there's a, a certain percentage of like like memorial tattoos that you're doing. So it's like. You're, you're getting broken people that are hurting and whatever. And it's like you immediately have these conversations, you're able to have a conversation with somebody and give them hope. In, in your case, you're not going to get that same conversation, but, he's at but you're going to get some, something else. But he's at a gym, right? And people are going there to physically make themselves right. sm- like stronger, better, you know, have more endurance, have more speed. So 
these are people that are constantly trying to improve. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and Everybody's case, there to, yeah, you exactly. know, to better themselves yeah. already. And then, you know, they realize just mentally they need to. I'm, I'm making progress here, but I'm not making progress here. Whenever I'm at the gym and you've seen me witness people at the gym, right? It's oh, like yeah. all the time, right? So when I'm there, I talk to I talk to people about it like it's a table and I say you have like your financial leg to the table, you have your mental or emotional, you have your physical and then I'm like and then you have your spiritual, spiritual. and I said what happens if one of those legs is shorter than the other? I'm like you can't put your cup of coffee on there without it sliding off and crashing and breaking to the floor, right? And then you see like this light in their mind to go off. And it's such a simple illustration, but it like, cause they can relate, okay, physical, mental, emotional, mm -hmm. financial. Those are all things that are very pr uh, predominant in most people's lives. But when you say the spiritual, it's kind of like God wrote it on their heart. There's some part of them that's like curious about, you know, being a soul, all those types of things that are- It's not a coincidence that like, you're not, that you're bringing this up cause yeah. they're already exploring it or, in their mind. Yeah, or, or maybe subconsciously. Right. So, so yeah, what yeah, I'm doing yeah. is, is I'm pulling on the, their heartstrings not because not because this is like some diabolical plot to you know bring them into a cult but so much as it's just like i'm speaking to their heart people have been waiting their whole lives to have this conversation i, I i'll tell you about this one uh story right so a girl came in and I, I witnessed to her and her boyfriend comes in and i've been tattooing her for a while her mom all these different people in her life and i start to witness to her boyfriend who's a very deep thinker a very troubled artist type kid you know and after I witnessed him, he's kind of like reluctant based upon I'm giving him archaeological evidence, the historicity of the Gospels. I'm going through the, the scientific explanations. I'm making sure that I cover all my bases with him because he's very much I see myself in him. Like, I need evidence. I need proof. Like, I'm not just some person you can swindle with your, you know, clever arguments here. Right. Philosophical arguments. And so I'm giving him all this evidence and you can kind of see him like kind of sit back and being like, man. And his, his mother tried to raise him in the church when he was little, but he was totally like rebellious. And then his girlfriend looks at him and she goes, you were just saying just like a day or two ago, you wish that God would just send you a person to tell you that he's real. And I was like, well, well then. <laughs> I didn't expect that to come out of her mouth, right? Wow. In a tattoo shop? Well, this kid is yeah, like- Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he looked at her and, he, and, and then it dawned on him. I did say, I spoke those words. And then I looked at him and I said, see? Hello. And then when I just said that one word, like come and see it's like see that was it that was it and that's what the holy spirit did in his heart you know what i mean so yeah. you, you just gotta you gotta like mike said take the opportunities you know well this is this has been good but uh why don't we uh why don't we go ahead and wrap up and we'll continue the the conversation uh next week a lot of good stuff here didn't really expect that we're gonna go off on that tangent but thanks dave that was a that was a <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about Israel and, and Hamas and what's going on in the Middle East, but we didn't even touch on that. I know, I know. They, uh, that verse struck me. I, I like that verse, Judah, and I was thinking about evangelism. So anyway, it was a good conversation, guys. Yeah, look what I did. Did you think about it this morning when he was brushing his teeth with his Amway? <laughs> So if you sign up for Amway, just make sure you mention Dave Lamana. What's your <laughs> yes, the coupon code is. Yes. This Amway pace is making my teeth really bright. <laughs> if anyone from Amway is listening, we could use some funding. Yeah, yeah that's right. At Sponsorship. Know that if you're from Amway, you're an evangelist. Amen. If you go to Amway.com slash thriving, you can. Yeah. Y si está escuchando en español, usa Amway. You use code thriving in the word to say 15%. Oh, man. So, there. There you go. For our Spanish listeners. Yeah. On that note, we'll see you next week.